You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. On today's show, we are going to do our second edition of Fan Friday, where we have Mike O'Shea, a class of 23 Boston College superfan, on to talk about his experience as a BC fan. He's also going to talk about his views on the program and where students are kind of at with football and basketball. It's an interview you're going to not want to miss. Before we do that, I'm going to jump into the news. The first news is about the site, actually, uh, actually about the podcast, excuse me. As we have a special guest to announce on Tuesday next week, and it'll be airing on Wednesday, excuse me, uh, we're going to have Steve Aponavicius on. And if you're a Boston College fan from uh, at least, you know, 10 or so years ago, you know him. He's a former kicker. He is a former super fan that Boston College brought off the soccer team, I believe, to become the kicker for the Eagles. He's going to talk to us all about his experience with Boston College. We'll get to hear about his um, some of his memories. He said he's got some great stories. Um, I can't wait to talk to him. So you're going to want to check that interview out. That'll be on Wednesday's show next week. In terms of news, again, as I said, news are kind of slow with Boston College. Um, The ACC days are going to pretty much be the kickoff of a lot of the big news stories. That's January, uh, sorry, July 20th through 22nd. Um, I'll have a whole bunch of different interview pieces and uh, news that come out of those days. So you're going to want to check those out. But really right now with recruiting slowing down, there isn't much to talk about. Now, in terms of news, the one thing that I can bring up is baseball. Baseball hired a new pitching coach over the weekend. The Eagles hired Kevin Vance as their pitching coach and recruiting coordinator. Vance comes to BC after a five-year stint as the same position at the University of Rhode Island. He's a former All-American pitcher and professional, entering the coach uh, ranking at uh, ranks at URI in 2017. Uh, he was promoted to full-time and led their recruiting efforts. So this is a big deal for Boston College, and here's why. Now, Boston College last year, as I said when we first started talking about BC baseball, uh, they were expected to do a lot. They did not. Obviously, changes had to happen with the ba- with the baseball team, and they didn't ha- they didn't fire Gambino. That wasn't what they were going to do, and I didn't think they were going to. But instead, they made a change, and they do what a lot of baseball teams do, which is you know go after where the the weakness is. Sometimes when it's hitting, they go after the hitting coach. This time it was pitching because the pitching staff this year was was just bad. It was that's all you can say about it. it was bad, um, you know. They had Mason Pelio, their their ace, who was the preseason ACC Pitcher of the Year. He did not look like he deserved to even be starting at points. Um, so the, the pitching staff was a mess. And so that made the most sense. Now, when I look at this, you have to wonder how many more years Boston College is going to give Gambino because – if they are already thinking of like you know doing these moves, this is the kind of thing where hey, if the pitching staff doesn't improve, they look at the next thing, which is this whole program is a mess, or there's a there's something that they need to change programmatically, and that sometimes would be the head coach. So this looks like it could be Gambino's last stand to me. At least that's how I kind of view it. Where if BC, you know, maybe a year or two years can't get the pitching staff around, can't become competitive in the ACC, and they didn't even make the ACC tournament this year. They were the bottom two teams in the conference. 
they're going to have to think about other changes to make, and that could be Gambino. So this will be interesting. Um, I like that the fact that they got a, a guy who you know has history as a pitching coach and um i don't honestly i don't know much about him i asked my friend who uh knows rhode island he didn't know much about him either but we'll see where it goes and uh this is a start for the basketball i mean for the baseball team another quick note if you haven't checked out on bc bulletin i wrote about a bunch of uh new offers out in basketball and now like you know i could write a story about every bat football offer that'd be kind of boring because they offer 300 (laughs) recruits a year but the, one of the basketball names that popped to me that I thought was really interesting was this guy, Ryan Dunn, who was a small forward uh, from, um, I think it's from Pennsylvania. He's a class of 2022. Didn't really have much of a recruiting ranking. He has some offers. I think he had Georgetown, a few other smaller schools. I was like, okay. Now, a lot of times I tweet out when a kid gets an offer that is including Boston College. I like to just get, you know, so you can see him if you're interested. But what was interesting was Ryan Dunn re, uh, sent, it, uh, sent that tweet out. And then it was immediately retweeted by Justin Dunn. Now, Justin Dunn used to be a Boston College pitcher. He's now with the Seattle Mariners. Uh, he, uh, you know, was a first-round draft pick. Uh, you know, really one of the big-time BC pitchers in all in history. And I was like, oh, wait a minute, Ryan Dunn, Justin Dunn. Wonder if they're related. I didn't even, I didn't even look at it. So, you know, I go through the Google machine, and I'm like, oh, Ryan is Justin's younger brother. So that's interesting. Boston College basketball offered Justin Dunn's younger brother. I don't know what Justin's uh, situation was at BC if he liked it, if he's talking about Boston College, but it's always interesting to note when you have a younger sibling that did that. So, what we'll to see is Ryan Dunn ends up where his brother went. Now, we're going to talk to Mike O'Shea in just a moment, but before we do that, let's talk about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all that action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, and UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head on over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and use promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. This is AJ Black, Locked On Boston College. Today is Fan Friday, and this is our second episode of Fan Friday. With us today, uh, we're going with Michael O'Shea, who is the class of 23 at Boston College. Last time, we had Chris Davis, who was an older Boston College fan. He was back around the Flutie times. This time, we have a junior at Boston College. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Uh, absolutely. So I'm dying to know, you know, I've been out of Boston College, as I said, probably about, oh God, 15, 16 years now. It's been a while. Um, what is the atmosphere like amongst students uh, regarding and, and like the the feel for the football team amongst students at, on campus right now? Yeah, I feel like there's definitely like a, a change, like a vibe. Um, and I think freshman year, Adazio is kind of tough. Um, Definitely that Kansas game deflated the student body a little bit. But um, I think that uh, that BU speech when Halfley came out onto the ice, that kind of like turned it around and got a lot of the students on board. Um, and that was really cool. Um, I think like freshman year, obviously, kids were leaving at halftime and that kind of was a bummer. Um, but I kind of feel like that might change. And I think it's a mixture of kind of Halfley's BC is a lot different. Um, and also people haven't been to a game in a year. So I think it, it might actually be a perfect combination where you start to see more buy-in from the students. Um, but I feel like you definitely hear there's more of a buzz on campus about, about the team. And um, yeah, I think overall excitement for Halfley and, and the team is 
looking up and starting to get in the, re- the recognition they deserve. So uh, last year obviously was the pandemic year. There were no fans in attendance at Boston college games. As a student, what did you do when the, when the team was playing? Did you have like a, a tradition or did you do things with your buddies? What did you do? Um, you're talking this past year? Yeah. 2020. Yeah. So um, we actually, we tossed in an application to uh, college game day. Um, to be a virtual fan and we got it so we all sat on our couch and in, in Walsh and an eight man we were we had like a little sign we were cheering on like the team that was pretty cool um, but other than that we just kind of hung around and watched the games uh, in our room but got pretty rowdy that first half of that Clemson game was really cool um, obviously UNC Notre Dame definitely tuned into those um, but yeah I mean obviously all three of those ended poorly but a lot of fun um, yeah all around Absolutely. Yeah. It must, it must feel weird. Like not being able to, you know, go with your friends and like go to the mods if you're old enough yeah. or, or, yeah. or to do that, like experience, like the communal experience that a lot of BC graduates got to go through. Um, now that BC football is back, what, what are your plans for next year? What are you going to, what are you going to do as a fan? Do you have any ideas of like, are you living on campus as a junior or? I'm living off campus. So I'm living with a bunch of my friends off campus. So hopefully um, get to experience that. And, and then, hopefully hit the, hit the tailgating spots, kind of hit all the spots that we didn't really get to this past year. Um, obviously, like you said, it was really hard just being what 200, 300 yards away from the stadium while they're playing and you're just, you're in your room watching. Um, so that, that was tough. So definitely want to kind of experience um, everything we missed over the past year. So I have, I'm going to change directions a little bit with this question because I'm curious and I know a lot of uh, alumni are curious, you know, when I was at BC, the big thing was the super fan shirts, those gold short shirts. Are those gone? What's, what's the deal? Like you're on campus. Do they still give those to kids uh, like students that are there or are they completely gone at this point? So I think my class was the last to get them. We got them at our summer orientation. Um, and then it just, no one wore them to the games. Um, and obviously you look back at those pictures and like the, the whole gold student section looks great, but I mean, you also understand where people are coming from not wearing them. Yep. Um, but yeah, we're definitely the last class because they had a, a like a Google survey um, go out and it was like, you get to pick the, the, the front and the back. So they came out with this, um, this super fan shirt that was like picked by the uh, students, um, which was a little strange and no one really wore them. Um, so I guess they're, done with the uh, the gold super fan shirts but um yeah that's i think they're like they might do like each year you get a new like design which is really interesting but i i think as for the gold ones i think unfortunately they'll be they're they've been retired oh okay yeah i think a lot of i i, I totally understand it. it was there a piece of it too i mean it may not be for you but some of you might have heard from friends and stuff that it that, that like students were getting kind of picked out for being under age drinking and things like that. Was that what kind of the buzz was around students there? So, yeah, I actually had heard that because my, I didn't get a, a slogan on the back. I know it was my understanding that a bunch of people got like each class got a different slogan on the back of their super fan shirts. Um, and that's how they kind of picked out the, the freshmen and the sophomores who obviously weren't 21 tailgating. So I think that was um, part of it, but I did hear that some of the underclassmen got smart and got a, got an upperclassman shirt so they didn't have to deal with it but i think that played a, a factor but i also think it was people just wanted to wear something different to the games 
So uh, let's go to a different sport here. I know I told you I'm going to talk to you about football, but I'm also dying to hear what students are thinking about basketball. And, you know, Earl Grant was not the sexy hire, and I hate using that term, but we're going to use it for now. Uh, for basketball, you know, there's a lot of bigger names uh, that were out there. What's the vibe amongst the students for Earl Grant? Is there excitement? Or is there kind of like, you know, you know, cautious optimism? Where are they at with that? I think it's really hard to be optimistic when – all of the guys that you knew over the past couple of years are now on different teams and power five for that matter, Arizona yep. state and Florida for, um, for Jay Heath and CJ Felder. So, I mean, it, it's hard to be optimistic right now. Um, but I, you, you do like the Earl Grant slogan, gritty, not pretty. And you, you hope that the guys will rally behind them and, and you never know. I, am I optimistic that they're going to make the tournament in the next eight years no not really um I think it's a rebuild higher which is fine you know you got to start somewhere but I mean that's just my um take on it and I think that's a lot of people's takes on it in terms of basketball um it's not the Jeff Halfley you know it's not the mm -hmm. Ohio State <laughs> uh bench coach or whatever so um I think that's where we're all at and and obviously rooting for <laughs> we're gonna be behind the team but it's it's not going to be it's not going to be easy I guess so I'm going to ask you a question. Um, yeah. You look you look at the student sections at some of the games, like in the past years, and there's that yeah. infamous picture. I don't know if you've seen it from a year ago, a couple years ago. It's probably like five or six now, where there's like yeah. one super fan there. Yeah. Do you yeah. go? Do you go to? Do you go to basketball games, or is that kind of like? Yeah. Not no, I, I went to. Well, obviously couldn't go this past year, but freshman year definitely went to um, all the ACC games. Um, mm -hmm. And, and those were cool. It's just, it did stink. Like no one was, no one was really there for some of them, but I did like the idea where, um, I don't know if you knew this, but to go to the Duke game, you had to go to the Louisville game and wait in line at halftime um, in order to get tickets for the Duke game. So if they do stuff like that and they did a lot of giveaways, which started to get people going, um, which is, I think was great. And I really hope Pat Kraft uh, continues that. Cause I think Martin German was really into that stuff. Um, so I, I really hope they continue that because I think that definitely was getting some, some people into Conti for him. All right, great. We're going to talk more to Mike O'Shea uh, in just a moment. We're going to look, we'll look at what his views are on the future of Boston College football. Before we do that, we're going to check out Rock Auto. Rock Auto, if you're in the business of getting some work done on your car, why spend 30, 50, or even 100% for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? When you can head on over to rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything there, including brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Head on over. Their selection is easy to find on their website. And when you find what you're looking for, make sure to write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Next, we're going to chat about Built Bar. I mean, Mike's here with us right now, but anyone who's talked to me, they're always talking to me about Built Bars because I get so hyped up about it. Uh, Built Bars are a delicious protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Right now, they have the Grasshopper Cookie Bar, uh, which tastes like the Girl Scout Thin Mint. It is delicious. I ordered a box for myself last week. I, you know, my wife wanted some. Uh, she's home you know, on maternity leave. It's perfect for both of us. It's good for a midday snack. For me, it's good for her to keep those, you know, keep her energy rolling. That has 150 calories, 17 grams of protein, and five grams of sugar. And even just looking at that, it is delicious. They also have nine other delicious flavors you can try, including coconut, double chocolate, salted caramel, orange, and German chocolate. 
And when you head on over to builtbar.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black here. I am the editor and publisher of BC Bulletin. Make sure you head on over and check out our work there. Today, we are doing Fan Friday. This is our second episode. The first one got such great response. We're going to keep doing it. Uh, we have other uh, guests coming up. I have a special guest, hopefully for week four, uh, my dad, uh, who is a big Boston College fan. I'm going to interview him. That should be a fun one. But today we got Mike, and I'm really excited to talk to him because he's the, from the class of 23. He's giving us an insider's perspective from the student body section. Mike, now we're talking about 2021. I am an alumni. I also cover the team. I am super pumped for this year. Uh, this is the first time probably since 2000. I was excited for 2014, even though it was an Adazio year. Uh, but 2007, 2008, this is a, for a long time. I haven't felt this much optimism and just excitement around the program. How are you feeling about this upcoming season and what is getting you pumped about this team? Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like it's just this team is like there's a lot to like, you know. Um, it all starts like up front, you know, like a good offensive line. Keep that quarterback um, healthy. That's what everyone says. And 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 when you when you have a good quarterback in Phil and, and a good offensive line, um, it opens up a lot. And the wide receiver group, I think, is just phenomenal. I think um, obviously Zay, uh, C.J. Lewis, Jalen Gill, and then obviously coming back. Like no one really is talking about Kobe White's coming back. Obviously, you hope he's healthy. But um, I mean, he was their best receiver two years ago. Um, and, and also, um, I think Taji Johnson's a, a beast. I, I think that's going to be. Um, he's going to be fun to watch and I think he'll definitely sneak in into the rotation. Um, but I think the offense is going to be like really dynamic and I, I don't know how many defenses are going to have complete answers for them. And I, I don't think that if, if they're out of games, I don't think that's for at fault of their offense. Um, defensively, there's also a lot to be excited about. Um, like Jaden Lars Woodbay, I think that's awesome. And, and, I think the defense got a lot faster and I think that's kind of where the college game is going. Um, like free safeties who can tackle, you know, and, and um, faster guys off the edge and faster linebackers. I'm really excited about that. I, I really think there's a lot to look forward to um, for this whole team. Um, and I really, I mean, with the exception of Hunter Long, like I don't think this team got worse at all. Um, and, and you never know what Trey Barry's going to have coming out of Jacksonville state. I, I mean, excited about him, heard good things. So I, I really think this team, in combination with, with the schedule, I think that there's a lot. Um, I, I don't think it's impossible that this team wins 10 games, and I think nine is definitely very plausible. Um, so definitely very excited, and, and I think people will buy in once they see um, how, like how good this team is. And, and I think they're, right now they're flying under the radar, but they're starting to get some of that recognition. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think the excitement's going to start to buzz. You know, those first couple games, they got, you know, UMass, Temple, Colgate. Those are three very easy games. No, I don't want to say easy, but, you know, they're games they're going to win. And then yeah. it's Mizzou and Clemson. And I think you beat Mizzou, you, a, a legitimate possible top 25 team, and head into Clemson 4-0 and and possibly a top 25 team yourself. That, that sets Boston College up. Now, as a student, like what, you know, and, and someone who followed the team last year, what are your views on Halfley and where he's going with this program? I mean, I'm pretty big into recruiting and I'm kind of I'm on 247 a lot, just looking at like the prospects. And I like, 
it's it's pretty amazing what he's done in just a couple of years. Like if you, if you go back and compare recruiting classes, it's like he's miles ahead of what anything um, like Adazio and Adazio is great credit where credit's due. He would pull guys who were under recruited and, and yep. put him in a position to succeed. That's I'm not going to take that away from Steve Adazio, but I, I think Halfley's a great player developer too. And the fact that he's getting these like highly touted recruits out of high school, I think that's really exciting. Um, and, and on the field, I, I do think like he's a great coach um, that obviously that Clemson call, like I thought that was a perfect timing for it. You know, you, you had Clemson on the ropes and they, and he didn't want to take the three points, you know? Um, I, I mean, I think he still has obviously something to prove. Like he's not, I'm not going to say he's a top three ACC coach right now um, just because he's only had one year. But I, I think that if he keeps trending in this direction, I, I think that he's got a very bright future and I hope that's with Boston college, but um, obviously you never know. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're in a lucky position to be able to be on campus for all these games. Now tell me something about yourself, Mike. Um, yep. Now, were you a Boston college fan before you ended up at the school? Did you follow the team when you were in high school or was it a, you know, a lot of times people get on campus and they, they were from other parts of the country. They got into the team. What was your, what's your story with BC? So I am from Massachusetts. Um, I didn't really get into the team until um, my older sister went there. She So she got to BC back in 2012. And that's kind of when um, I started to get into it. Went to a bunch of games. Uh, obviously, I had some, like, I remember watching that pinstripe bowl. Um, I went to the game against Florida State when they, st- when they were playing really well against James. Um, yeah. I went to a game and Notre Dame was at BC and that didn't go well. But um yeah so I mean I've seen I was kind of a fan starting at the Adazio days and it was nice to kind of kick him out the door um <laughs> last year and, and welcome in Halfley but yeah I, I mean obviously watching Andre Williams that was really cool um I mean it was obviously a lot of great players but yeah I mean that's kind of what makes me so excited is because I've seen seen the really dark days of BC football and that year they didn't win an ACC game and now here we are talking about them maybe being the fourth best team in the ACC. Obviously that kind of brings a smile to my face, something that um, makes me really excited about the program moving forward. So it's so funny you bring that up. Like I was thinking when you're saying that, like are the dark days, I'm like, man, you didn't get to see the Spaziani years, which were the 2012 was one of the worst seasons I've ever seen in football. But I give you credit from what you said, because then I thought back to the 2000, you said 2015, that Wake Forest BC game, that BC lost, I was at three, nothing was the worst game I've ever seen in my life. I could not believe what I watched there. That was terrible. But um, <laughs> yeah, so um, it's going to be a fun season. Now, we end every Fan Friday with the chance for you to ask me anything you want. Ask a- we call this Ask AJ. You have, any- you have the opportunity to ask me one, a couple questions, uh, and-, and put me on the spot. So, Mike, here's your chance. Ask AJ anything. All right, so I just heard your worst BC experience. Let's hear your best. My best BC experience was not football, which is crazy because I'm such a football head. It was a Syracuse basketball game in 2000 and I want to say 2006. BC was 20 and 0. They were a top 10 team. Like you think about basketball now, right? And you're thinking about how like bad BC basketball is. They were incredible. And they were going up against um, Hakeem Warwick and Jerry McNamara and Syracuse, who were a top 10 team, and they beat, beat, they beat them. It was one of the best basketball games I've ever seen. We stormed Conti Forum. That place was crazy. And that will, I mean, you know, a close second would be um, 
the the USC game, but man, yeah. that Syracuse game uh, in basketball was incredible. Yeah, I wish I was, I wish I could see that. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you the difference is in, in age. It's so crazy because after that season, student season tickets they had people lining up at two in the morning to get them so that they could make sure they got them. And they, people would be intense outside of Conti forum. I know this seems like 15 years ago. It's a long time ago, but like to see where it's gone now where you can't even get kids in, it's like, wow, the, where the program has gone. It's, 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 it's kind of disheartening, but maybe with the new uh, practice facility that'll in, in a, a, whole, a new way of looking at the program with new balance that might help. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. That'll definitely be, be yeah. big. All right. Well, thank you for your question, and thank you for coming on, Mike. Um, Mike O'Shea, where can people find you on Twitter if they want to follow you? Uh, you can follow me at uh, MMOshea27, or you can just look up Michael O'Shea. I should pop up. All right, and I'll make sure I, I – you'll see him tagged on tomorrow's episode. I'll make sure that he's on there. Mike, thank you so much. We'll have you on again another point. Um, it was great talking to you. This is Locked On Boston College. We'll be in again next week. Next week's our last three-day week, and we're already back into the home stretch for college football uh, where we'll be going back to five days a week on uh, Janu- uh, July 15th. Yeah, January. July 15th, 17th, excuse me. Um, make sure you follow us on Twitter at LockedOnBC. You can follow my work at BC Bulletin. Become a premium member. I talk about recruiting all the time if you really like recruiting um, I get insider information I talk to recruits I get predictions I talk to Boston College I know the ins and outs of BC recruiting check us out it's only a dollar for the first month Um, as well as joining our maroon and gold forum if you want to talk to BC fans about Boston College sports this is AJ Black have a great weekend everyone stay dry it's really wet out there today Uh, take care everyone see you soon